0: Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And our visit in Colorado continues. We're just outside of Colorado Springs today at Woodland Park, Colorado. We're going to talk with Dalton Lefebvre in a really interesting idea i'm sure you've all been to them before but it's a dueling pianos show that he puts on we're going to talk about that and the uh, the the fun i guess involved in that in just a bit i want to talk a little jazz too first though founded back in 1999 a group called jazz generation has three complimentary programs to help promote live jazz both as an art form and a performing cultural asset of new york city So those three are the the Jazz Standard Discovery Program called JDP, the Jazz Standard Youth Orchestra, or J-S-Y-O. Since 2004, another one called Keyed Up, or K-U, an anti-poverty program offering services that support professional jazz artists in their performing careers, while also revitalizing some of the local businesses. So all these programs are are designed to develop new generations of audiences and performers of jazz. The Jazz Discovery Program introduces New York City grade schoolers from all backgrounds, both public and private schools, from very diverse neighborhoods throughout the city. They they come to a live performance, often for the first time. Then the Jazz Standard Youth Orchestra is actually a performance-driven program that gives the talented and dedicated young jazz musicians an opportunity to perform every Sunday, often with a local New York jazz artist. Then Keyed Up is the most recent program. It started in 2014. I think this is clever as heck. They started uh, rescuing pianos destined for the dumps and they position these into different small venues that are more known for hospitality. And then they ask the venues to kind of chip in a little bit. And then the organization, Jazz Generation, chips in the rest so they can actually pay the musicians while they're promoting jazz in the New York City area. I and mean, it's, it's a really neat organization. And if you get a chance to, please check them out. It's called Jazz Generation, and you can find them at jazzgeneration.org. Again, we're with Dalton Fever, dueling pianos out of Woodland Park, Colorado. Do you incorporate jazz into your piano gigs?
1: Uh, not, not too much. Um, I'd love to get more into it. I just need to find some groups, I think, to, yeah. to learn more about the jazz, you know.
0: Well, okay. let's talk about you. Let's talk about you, your background, what you do, how you get into music, etc. How old, How long you have been playing?
1: Um, I've been playing now for probably about 19 years,
0: I think. <laughs> you look like you're 20 years old. so. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm 25. I've been playing a long time.
0: No kidding. What got you started?
1: Uh, my parents just threw me into it, actually. They're just like, hey, we're just going to throw you into a piano and uh, just... It was good for me mentally honestly it was uh-huh. a good thing and uh just learned classically for maybe 10 years or something like that i was classically trained so yeah just kept growing and growing from there
0: are your parents musicians or musically inclined
1: no no the i'm um, me and my uh uncle are the only ones in the okay. whole family. they're musically inclined
0: what do you think the thought process was there
1: i had a lot of problems as a kid just it it, i needed you know sports and stuff like that Uh yeah it was just something to really help me mentally
0: at at six
1: yeah first first grade or something first grade i don't know what age that is exactly
0: yeah. That's probably, yeah. Six, six or seven. So. Yeah. kindergarten's five. So yeah. First is like, six. Yeah, yeah. they, they channeled that energy into something else. What did you start with? You said classically trained. Did you start like Brahms, Beethoven kind of stuff?
1: Oh yeah. Be- Beethoven, um, Mozart, bunch of, bunch of stuff.
0: Um, Do you ever revisit the old stuff that you learned a long, long time ago?
1: Yeah. That's actually kind of funny. I just last week or the week before I just started looking back into that stuff. and. Uh, really fun to actually get back into it. I can read sheet music and stuff, so I'll be able to look up sheet music and play by that. So
0: I had a guest on from Anchorage, Alaska, Meg Anderson, and she was talking about her sister who's such an accomplished pianist, and she asked her if she's ever going to write music. And she goes, "Why? There's so much great music out there to interpret." And yeah. I thought, "Man, how cool is that? Like at 6, you learned how to play that, you know, influtely or whatever you had to play yeah. at 5 or 6." but now you are in your mid twenties and imagine what it'd be to take all the musical influences that you've had in 20 years, revisit that stuff and incorporate some of the new elements into those songs.
1: Yeah, it was, it was actually kind of cool because I mean, I haven't, I honestly haven't really played much classical when I got into the bands and stuff. I played a lot of blues and stuff like that. Just recently getting back into the classical to incorporate all that stuff. It was just really fun.
0: So what was the next step for you then after you started learning classic? Did somebody, were you a teenager and somebody said, hey, we're starting a band? Or did you say, hey, would like to. Uh, so maybe
1: around like uh, I, I stopped classically tra- being trained after about 10 years or something like that, 10 or 11 years. Mm-hmm. I kind of moved my way into just having some uh, playing classical classic rock and stuff like that and incorporated my voice I wasn't ever a singer so I kind of just started singing just out of the blue out of that i kidding yeah pretty pretty much I never never was a singer so it just um, I, I eventually took voice lessons and learned more about that to did some uh, men's ensemble as well in high school
0: okay and how did that work with sports because sometimes in, in some cultures, you're either a music person or you're a sports person, but those two worlds don't always coexist.
1: I was always in sports, always. I was a 12-sport athlete in high school, still playing music at the, at the same time, so I was extremely busy um, doing all that.
0: Now, this is an audio only, so people that are listening don't get to see this, but on the screen I'm looking at just over your right shoulder, Dalton, there's a giant Broncos logo.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan at all.
0: You're not? No, not, not at all. <laughs> and then is that a Chargers logo? Or is that no, it's Broncos on the window too. That's okay. From, yeah. I, I guess I said the wrong thing. I was I was a huge Broncos fan back in the John Elway, Carl Mecklenburg era. I guess that would have been the eighties, right? And sure. and that was one of the toughest divisions in football because not, not to go into a football thing, but you had you had the Raiders, you had the Chiefs, you had the Broncos, you had the Chargers, and I think you had Seattle.
1: Yeah, wow. Seattle.
0: Right and they then. were Mid-season, they were all four and five or five and four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, somebody would be like one and eight, and somebody else would be like eight and one. But it was almost always such a close. That's one, it one of the reasons why I'm a Broncos fan. It's just such a tough division. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Still is. The original engineer I had for the show who had to go on to do other things, he's also my electrician and also an excellent drummer, Ben Walters. Huge Broncos fan. Yeah. huge huge, and yeah. uh I've transitioned over to the n f c and now I'm a saints fan, oh, okay, and I know he struggles at times with the chiefs doing as well as they are, <laughs> yeah. yeah I struggle
1: with the same thing
0: <laughs> and what what's your we'll get back to music what what's your look at for the Broncos this year? what are they gonna do?
1: not sure, I'm not sure right now obviously I'm uh skeptical,
0: yeah. We'll see okay. what happens. As the as the sportscasters all say, that's why they play the games, right? Exactly. So you went from classic to to rock. Were you doing that on your own, or did some friends kind of nudge you in that direction and say, hey. uh,
1: So I actually started going into open mics around town at the Ute Inn in Woodland Park, and then the Thunderbird Inn, and was doing uh, open mics there, and you know here i am the young guy playing with all these older guys you know i'm always i, I was always felt like this young guy playing with all these old guys
0: that's funny because i've been to those before where the young guy comes up and just shows us all up on guitar yeah
1: you know,
0: <laughs> this 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 12 year old kid comes up and he plays like teen spirit better than nirvana you know
1: that, that was good that was good for a little while and then um i found a group down in colorado springs where it's a concrete couch it was like a non-profit organization that they did like some art stuff within the community and they had a jam night that i started going into and found some more musicians around my age jammed with them for a little bit
0: did you ever get into like a real gigging band where
1: yeah and who Uh, was that
0: what was the name of that first,
1: first actual gigging band was the rambling express and the funny thing about that is um i actually felt like at the time i needed to be around musicians that were older than me because i felt like i was going to actually learn a lot more
2: uh-huh
1: being around people around my age so i was actually my first band was around you know all these guys were around their 70s and 60s and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: and here comes this what, 16 17 year old kid right
1: yeah, exactly they they at first they weren't gonna give me the chance and they finally gave me the chance and that was good <laughs> so, that's
0: so funny that's so and funny. what's cool though is when when it works they look over like kid you know what you're doing yeah yeah and then they let's do this and then they don't hesitate to bring you new ideas yeah how does that help you grow as a musician when you're surrounded by people who've been doing this for 30 40 50 years and you've been doing it for 10
1: yeah, it, it that that's that was kind of the thought process is to surround myself with that because I felt like I was going to learn a lot more from that and I mean I I really did.
0: Uh-huh. Incorporate what, that, what are some that. of the better lessons that you can learn from veteran players you think? Like if you're going to pass this on to younger players that might be listening now, what what are some of the lessons you really should listen to and find out about
1: staying in the pocket. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. Staying in the pocket's a huge one, really keeping it simple in a sense is a lot of what i learned actually just very keep what you're playing and doing very simple probably really learning you know the different sounds i could make being a keyboard player Uh as well i'm still learning that today but uh, you know it really was good good for that
0: and you said keep it simple keeping it simple is always tough
1: yeah keeping it simple is really really tough uh, for sure but really recognizing when to keep it simple when somebody's singing keep it simple you know you want to really let the vocals ring out when Mm -hmm. there's no vocals you can kind of you know go off a little bit and stuff like that but the band that i actually started really learning learning the pocket was with uh, swell the band i played with them they're based out of forest and they played just a bunch of classic rock like Most people do and stuff, but they they really focus in on trying to play it directly, exactly to the record. And that actually helps to me focus in on the pocket. It was probably the best band that I was in to
0: to help grow. And how long were you with them?
1: I was probably with them for about a year and a half.
0: Yeah, it's a lifetime for some musicians. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the transition from classical music to, to rock to playing out? to doing piano bars. Yeah, the uh, it's,
1: it's, it's great because I just feel like I have all these different avenues that I have that it's just, it keeps it really fresh for me. And the doing pianos is, that was a big learning curve. I saw some ad on Facebook and uh, started uh, up in uh, Denver, Colorado, and um, just some company. And I learned a lot of being more of an entertainer, not just being some background player, actually. And I learned, you know, how to kind of work a crowd, so to speak, let them sing the songs and things like that. So um, I'm still learning that. It's, it's really great because it gives me a lot more ideas of cover songs to play because I'll, I'll take request actually, as well. So.
0: Before you got into dueling pianos, did you do solo work at piano bars, or was it just went right into the dueling pianos thing?
1: Um, so I, I started actually just doing solo so yeah. gigs, not even the doing pianos or anything like that and it was just more when i was doing the solo gigs it was kind of just background music in a sense not being the mm-hmm. entertainer part doing pianos helped me grow as an entertainer
0: we've covered four aspects of your musical background now as a as a novice learning and classically trained yeah and then with bands And then a solo act and where you are now dueling pianos. And you're also with another band. Well, I guess we can talk about it on the Barefoot Family Caravan. What is that? That's who you're with now when you're not doing the pianos. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Yes. That's that's who I'm with. We're based out of Manitou Springs, Mm -hmm. Colorado. It's kind of some psychedelic funk rock kind of jazz influence all over. Really? But um it's original uh we play a lot of original music and stuff like that just a four piece we just got bass guitar uh, drums singer backup singer and then keys
0: yeah any covers are all originals um
1: no we play some covers we played we played superstition by stevie wonder um we play some rap song or something like that I, the older generation wouldn't wouldn't know that I don't even know I think it's Childish Gambino is the one we play um we play play, uh, a song by the band
0: like the night they drove old Dixie down or something like that or
1: yeah something something like that
0: Barefoot Family Caravan we're either going to have them on later this week or next season so we'll get to talk more about them so I don't mean to be skating over that real quickly I really want to talk about the Dueling Pianos and so we're going to take a quick break here and then come back and I'm going to talk about the format of Dueling Pianos. And then we're going to talk about some songs after that. So just give me a moment here while I talk about amplifiers. Like we've all done this before, right? You've been at a show. Yeah. You go, you set up, you get that perfect tone you've been looking for. And then like the club owner comes up or manager comes up and says, could, could you turn that down? It's a little too loud here. And everything you've spent hours trying to achieve that, perfect tone. You know, the one where you're in the sweet spot. Well, guess what? The Lexi from Landry Amps is a quality boutique amp, has 100 watts of vintage Plexi circuit at its core, has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, two buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. Every channel has its own gain, has its own master control, but they share the EQ. The Landry amp has more gain than the Plexi, everywhere from a whisper to a concert level. Those volumes, designed to be played at the lower volumes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that heavy, martial tone. Well, you would get there if you t- pushed in tons of volume. Well, now you can do it without all the volume. The Lexi. Check it out at Landry Amps. Landry Amps on YouTube. Gives you a real good sense of the tone of the, of the amp itself. Landryamps.com. Do you play through an amplifier?
1: Just like a speaker, I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i've got with with the band i got actually three keyboards that i use
2: oh wow
1: <laughs> uh, so i got i got i got a just a yamaha 88 key keyboard really uh, and then i've got a uh a hammond
0: organ um and wow. i run
1: that through a leslie speaker and then i've got a uh, mini move as well
0: really wow that's and, fascinating that's yeah. fun our guest today on the Music of America podcast is Dalton LaFever. We're going to jump into this conversation. because He's a, a dueling piano pianist. Uh, uh, dueling pianos, I for the show, I really wanted to get a little bit more into it and learn a little bit more about it. So when you're doing your dueling piano setup, you have a, a set place where you go or do you hit a couple of different places that feature this as an entertainment or what?
1: We've actually done a couple, couple different bars. So I started that up in Denver. They have They had a big company and they started this uh, one specific bar just in Denver. I started one out in uh, Cascade, Colorado, where it was just the Mad Hatter. We did that for a couple months, like every single week. And now, right now, we're doing a dueling piano bar at 110 Reserve currently. That's hit and miss kind of when it's available. Um, But we've played up at uh, the Tavern at Red Feather Lakes, west of Denver, and then... uh, Got a gig at Crystal Roadhouse, which is by Woodland Park as well. So kind of all
0: over the place. And you play with different musicians. You don't have a set partner. You've got a couple people you play with. Why don't we give them a plug here?
1: Yeah. So the uh, the one main gal that I'm doing doing it with. um, That's the great thing about doing pianos. If you find a player, it's just sometimes you just. Book them and you. I mean, there's one guy I haven't even met, and I've already booked him for a show, which is actually fun and stuff like that. So we're gonna do that, and actually in August. Um, That's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it just throws a bunch of different variety and stuff uh-huh. like that. So uh, the one gal that I'm doing it with is Erin O'Connell. Uh, um, she plays with uh, Tava Blue, based out of Woodland Park, but uh, she's a great singer. Um, I just had a gig. Uh, this past thursday with bill babb so yeah i've got a bunch of different piano players coming in with it it's
0: fun the format i've always seen it's uh, usually baby grands back to back yeah
1: right? um, I, yeah it's usually it's usually like that um they're not they're not actually baby grand grand they're actually usually a shell so oh. usually they're just an electric keyboard that you put inside a the uh a baby grand piano shell that's made out of wood and stuff like
0: that never made the connection until just now when you mentioned all the instruments that you play you just walk in and drop your keyboard into the shell of something that looks like a baby grand
1: looks like a baby grand yeah no um the the, the bar that i haven't that i've started i haven't put it into a shell yet because i don't think there's enough space for it so we're just using electric keyboards but the shows have been great
0: again i've, I've been to a few there was a place i grew up in st louis a place called keys in Westport that I loved going to. And the, and the gentleman that there was always these two, two guys that I always saw and they did a bunch of parody songs. And one, the one I remember was, it was a song called ode to Billy Joe. And they were singing about Teddy Kennedy and the accident that he had in Chappaquiddick. And, and the hook was instead of, uh, Billy Joe, uh, jumped off the Tallahatchie bridge. It was the day that little Teddy Kennedy drove off the Chappaquiddick bridge.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. So that's the, uh, Fun, fun thing about like all these different songs—you find their little niches within the song, and you find funny little lyrics that you can throw into the song that make it a lot, a lot of fun for the crowd and stuff like that. Um, you
0: have some that you have parodied or punned or whatever you would call. Them.
1: Uh, not really. I've got a couple, couple songs where you know I'll bring up, bring up some crowd members and stuff like that, uh-huh. um, and have them do funny little bits and skits like that. I've got, I, I do Piano Man by Billy Joel, and I'll usually bring a, a woman and have her sit behind me and then put the harmonica in my mouth. Oh, really? <laughs> that, and that's absolutely hilarious because, you know, I'm playing it and then she puts the harmonica in my mouth. I've played the harmonica, but she forgets that you got to take it out of your mouth. <laughs> so by the time I start singing, you know, it's like, row, 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 you know. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're Colorado Springs. So you're right by Air Force, right? Uh, do you get a lot of military and do you have a lot of, I don't know if they would be graduation parties or a lot of military type parties. Is there something you do specific when the Air Force is there? Or...
1: Um, no, no, I haven't.
0: You just do your thing.
1: The, the Air Force Academy is about like, uh, let me see, about 40 minutes away from me, actually. Oh, okay. I haven't found that yet, but uh, the bar that we've got going up here is really good so far, so.
0: Who's a typical audience and how often do you play?
1: Um, the typical audience, old, older for the most part, mid 40s, and then old, usually the typical audience. And then what was the other question? How often do I play? Yeah, how often, play yeah,
0: how often do you play? Like, yeah, I, so as much, as
1: much as possible, honestly. Um, so the, the bar that we've got going on right now, she wanted it as much as possible, unless they had karaoke. So I've got. Okay probably be between June and October it probably booked about nine Thursday night gigs or
0: something really like <laughs> I think of the the whole format and the whole concept of the whole dueling pianos as a big fun thing to do on a weekend not a yeah. weekday
1: yeah she wa- she wanted she wanted it on a Thursday because yeah. open mic wasn't going so well. And that's why she wanted wanted it on that day. And it kind of works out well for me, honestly, to not really miss much with my band as well. Yeah. I played uh, last week at the Tavern at Red Feather Lakes. So that was a Friday night gig. Do uh-huh.
0: um, so you have a lot bachelor party, bachelorette parties, anything like that? Do those hit pretty often?
1: I mean, I'm sure they would be great. The word I don't think hasn't, hasn't gotten out too much uh-huh. about what I've started personally, but uh, it'll get there eventually.
0: So the thing that I that really struck me in in researching what you do and dueling pianos and such is it's pretty much tip driven. You don't make yeah. a whole lot of bass, so you gotta be. You can't just entertain. You got to really entertain. You got to enroll the crowd. You got to make sure they're having fun all the time. Yeah, and and if you suck just a little bit, you're gonna feel it in your pocketbook.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's uh There's definitely one of the guys that I learned it from in Denver, Pappy Sorrellis. He's really taught me a lot of the uh, format of it, how to get the tips, when to get the tips, when to play the specific songs. Okay. You know, was, you know I try to book maybe three hours for a show or something like that. Um, and it's all about that second hour. The second hour is a huge one to really bring in, you know, the fun little skits and bits and stuff like that. So,
0: Do you do um, a lot of bits in your show then? Yeah. Yeah. a, a little, A little bit. It's kind of funny because I'm getting this image of the six-year-old kid that was so troubled or troublesome that mom and dad said, you're going to learn the piano. And now 20 years later, you're doing comedy, you're singing, you're playing piano, you're enrolling people to have fun on a Thursday night in Colorado. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's great. It's it's wonderful. I've, I've I've come a far a long way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard the phrase call down?
1: Yes, call downs. I'll do a, I'll do a lot of call downs. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what they are called, where we'll bring up an audience member, so to speak. For you know the piano man, like I said, okay.
0: that's what I, okay. And yeah. I read the read the word, and I'm like, interesting. Call them. What does that mean? I'm trying to think of the genesis of that. And yeah, it's call, call them it's helping, down.
1: <laughs> calling somebody down from this, down from uh, the audience. Yeah, I'll just usually go out and just look at somebody and just like get up on stage right now. You know the yeah. <laughs> the, it's it helps when most people are usually into it. Do uh,
0: you ever have a bad experience on a call down?
1: No, fortunately not.
0: Okay. Um, I'm trying to think that would look what that would look like. A bad call down might be somebody that just freezes, or somebody that maybe has had one too many adult beverages and won't go when it's time to go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not it's not too too difficult because there's enough people. It's just like if somebody's not willing to just go pick somebody else, kind of thing.
0: Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. The comedy bits. Give me an example of something that you do.
1: Um, so I'd play uh, "Joy to the World" by. Freedom Freedom
0: I, I wish you could see my my notes right now because that's the song they say that a lot of you guys do for comedy yeah. bits. So, so, what is that?
1: So the the fun the fun one with that is a little dance that I, I actually learned with that, and I'll bring up a uh, husband and wife or something like that, and uh, uh, they'll uh, it's a little dance. So it's you know all. Um, joy to the world,
2: uh-huh. yeah, you
1: know, joy to the world. All the boys, and then I put a hand on my crotch.
0: Okay, and the girls, and the girls <laughs> a little girls. higher, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Joy, joy to, to the fishes. fishes. I get it now.
1: All, all that fun stuff. So you know, I'll get, I'll get when they go to the girls or whatever. I'll just stay on girls, girls, girls and stuff like that. <laughs> you know.
0: But um, yeah, there's a place in Charleston, South Carolina called uh, i can't remember the name of the place but the band is called the bog rats and it's irish folk music but they do a song called by the irish rovers goes back into the 60s called the unicorn song and you act out the the chorus they have green alligators and you act out an alligator long neck geese humpty back camels chimpanzees rats and cats and elephants as sure as you're born but don't you forget the unicorn. And it's just so much fun when they do that because just they'll start off and they'll do it, but the people that are regulars know what's going on, so they just jump right into it, and that enrolls everybody. And by the time they sing the last verse, the place is packed, and everybody's doing all these gestures and everything. And it's just so much fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, people people really get into it for sure.
0: It is so cool. It's so cool that you're able to do that. And and is this all you do now, or do you have a job that you do in addition to this, or are you just yeah, yeah, a I, musician? I, I work
1: for uh, Peak Antler Company. Um, we build antler chandeliers, oh okay, and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm also the uh, head referee for uh, Woodland Park Park and Recreation, so I'll train. Um, oh well wow. uh, kids for soccer, basketball, and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: And man, you keep your hand in sports, then that's so cool.
1: Yeah, well, I want. That's that's the great thing that I want. I love about that is it, it, it keeps me involved in the sports. So.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I want to. I got a list of some songs that are frequently played and or requested or whatever. We're going to go through those, and I want you to rate them on a scale of one to ten, like uh, or zero if you've never done them, you know. And we'll do that in a moment. Okay. All right, sounds good. Now, you don't need big promises. You need results. And Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer contains only the best ingredients for your skin. It doesn't contain unnecessary ingredients that may cause you further skin issues. Specifically formulated, the Retinol Moisturizer helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. I don't do skincare, okay? Most of the guys I know don't do skincare, but some do. Women, this is really for you more than anybody, but it's a, it's a powerful combination of antioxidants that fight that premature aging by blocking DNA damaging free radicals and promoting softness and elasticity. It contains natural ingredients, including aloe vera, jojoba oil, rose water, sunflower oil, all great for alleviating a variety of skin conditions. Simple beauty retinol moisturizer. You get all that simple beauty from simplebeautyskincare.com. It simply works. We are with Dalton Lefevre, building pianos out of Woodland. I I always want to say Woodland Terrace. It's Woodland Park. I played in a cover band for a while, and and I asked this of musicians a lot about songs that they just, you got to play, but you just don't like playing them because you're tired of it. The one that comes up most often is Mustang Sally. Uh, I wanted to go through a list with you. Of popular songs that are often requested at piano bars, or dueling piano, it's
1: gonna be a tough one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so zero if you don't do them. Yeah. Okay. One if you can't stand them, and and you cannot stand them because you don't like playing them, or you can't stand them because the audience response was horrible, or when antenna is like, I love this, I play this all the time. Yeah. Okay. So scale zero to ten instead of, zero zero to ten instead of one to ten. Don't stop believing. Uh
2: five.
0: Really? Okay. Piano man. Ten. Yeah. Tiny Dancer. Uh six. Oh really? Okay. There was a, a parody of that by the way. Uh Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. Count the headlights on my highway. <laughs>
2: huh. funny. There that. was
0: a there was a whole book I had at one time of miss uh misread or misinterpreted lyrics. Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire.
1: Yeah, 10. I love playing that one.
0: Yeah? Does the audience let you play it and you just play it? Or do you... uh...
1: Um, Sometimes I'll get it requested. Sometimes I'll just play it. I love playing it because uh, I'll do a little bit, actually. I'll be playing it and then I'll stand on my bench while playing the piano and stuff like
0: that. Oh, how fun.
1: There's another time where I'll actually just lean back and stick my legs up in the air. While playing it and stuff like that, so that's <laughs> a little bit
0: fun, kind of it. fun. It's exciting. Here we go, Benny and the Jets.
1: Um, haven't really tried it too much.
0: Okay, Sweet Caroline. Oh God, yeah. They, you have to understand, I'm 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 in the East Coast right now, so I'm in Boston Red Sox territory, and up here in Burlington, Vermont, and they play that yeah. song everywhere. Zero. Yeah. I'm tired of it. <laughs> so. A one?
1: Yeah, like a one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Friends in Low Places?
1: Um, probably about four.
0: Yeah. Baby Got Back?
1: Yeah, I've, I, that's a really difficult one, but I uh, haven't really tried it too much.
0: Paradise by the Dashboard Lights?
1: Um, about six.
0: No, that's fun. I was just writing uh, somebody about, about lyrics, and uh, the guy that wrote that, Jim Steinman wrote some of the best lyrics of music ever, but he doesn't write a lyric. He writes like a, yeah. a thirty word sentence, you know, and works it into a song Hotel California
1: um I'd say seven
0: oh, okay, I think of it more as a a guitar song, so yeah. uh, I bet it would be fun on piano yeah it is yeah a brown eyed girl
1: uh, three
0: lucille
1: what is that uh, kenny? kenny
0: rogers yeah you could find time to leave me lucille probably five yeah I, i'm surprised it gets requested that much or played that much uh,
1: i mean i've played it but i haven't yeah. really got requested too much
0: we talked about joy to the world this one would be tough if there's just two of you and even tougher if there's just one of you but bohemian rhapsody
1: yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one. I did a condensed version of that one the other day of just acapella.
0: <laughs> oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah,
1: just <laughs> that one. Um, but you know, five, probably
0: last one on my list, and then we'll get some of yours. The devil went down to Georgia.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a tough one, but uh, I love playing it because I'm just trying to get better at it. So ten.
0: Oh no, kidding! It's got so much energy, and when I think of that song. I think of uh, my youngest sister when she got married and my two younger brothers were dancing up. They took over the whole dance floor, dancing to this song and then went down to Jordan. It's so much fun. Yeah. Think of of a couple of young Midwestern uh, white kids dancing to that song and everybody just kind of stepped aside while they tore up the dance floor with it. It was hilarious. Uh, Not really. Some of those are, I I didn't take as typical piano bar songs. Are there some others that yeah. I miss that you uh you really no, get most into?
1: most of those are pretty typical right there.
0: No kidding. Well, yeah. I'm doing yeah. uh, like like I said, Lucille I, I would not have thought of uh, Baby Got Back. There's no way I would think of that as a as a piano bar song.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't know how many times I've gotten that one requested. Yeah.
0: Do you get a lot of other well, rap or hip hop or anything that get requested a lot? Um,
1: some some rap I do I do a Beastie Boys song.
0: Oh, dude, which um, one?
1: The yeah, fight for your right, fight for to party. right, the
0: party. Yeah, I, I, I do that. As more. soon as I said that, I shouldn't even asked. Uh, what happens? That. Somebody, somebody requests a song, and you don't know it.
1: Um, usually, I'll just put it in my pocket and then okay. take it home to try. to. Sometimes I've just found that you know, if you don't, if you don't know the song or whatever, you just find the songs that you know are good, anyways.
0: Uh-huh. Just play them. There's a musician down in New Orleans that I i've got coming up later in the year we talked to and he said he carries a an ipad with him and he can read sheet music like you so if somebody says such and such he's not if it's a busy and full hopping and rocking thing but if it's you know a small crowd or whatever he'll pull it up and he'll stumble through it for him so you keep the
1: yeah exactly usually i'll just look up chord sheets chord sheets just to keep it simple
0: that's yeah i do that with guitar it's just so much simpler and to me all right, songs that you like doing that weren't on my list or songs that you think should be on that list?
1: Just a Friend by Biz Markie. Yeah? That's a great one. It's a rap tune. All the Small Things, Blink-182. It's a pretty good one.
0: Uh-huh. So this just came to me, uh, what we're thinking about songs. Your your parents still around? Mm-hmm. So they got you started. And now look at you, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do, um,
0: do they do they come out and hear you sometimes?
1: Oh yeah, no, they love it. They, yeah, they absolutely love the music and everything, so they try as much as possible.
0: What's dad's favorite song? What's mom's favorite song?
1: Mom's favorite song is probably it might be Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Really? Uh, yeah, I played harmonica with that one, but my dad's favorite song, probably Easy by the Commodores. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's a good good Lana Richie piece. Yeah. yeah I love that one. playing. You that mentioned one. the harmonica and piano, man. You just mentioned it again. Do you play other instruments besides piano and Moog and
1: organ? Um just uh I actually just tried the harmonica and learned a little bit. I I got a couple songs that I played on. I can do um a couple new young tunes, um will do love me do by the Beatles with harmonica. Oh, how fun. I've got uh, Take the Long Way Home uh, by Super Supertramp. Supertramp yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one, but it's fun.
0: Well, I kind of broke format here, I think, because I've, I've addressed all my sponsors, you know, and we usually break for songs. But since we're not breaking for songs, we're breaking for conversation bits. There's not a natural segue for me to go from a non-commercial break into the last part of our show. So uh, we're with Dalton Lafever. We're gonna say bye in a little bit, but before we go, this is the segment I call the shameless self promotion segment of the show. You don't have CDs or or uh, merch? That's the word I'm thinking of. Merch. Merch, um, so. so
1: me personally, no, I don't. But the uh, Barefoot Family Caravan, the band, mm-hmm. does. Um, we've we've got merch. We've got Instagram. Um, we got Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, well, social media sites and stuff like that. But as far
0: gonna, as the, the the dueling pianos thing, the only way people can so because you don't have CDs out, right? You don't. Have you thought of that? Have you thought of maybe recording a couple of shows or recording six or eight songs or something, put it out as
1: as dueling pianos?
0: Yeah,
1: specifically. Yeah, I'm not. It's so it's so nostalgic. I think it might actually might take it away from doing from this nostalgia of it, um, in a sense. If you record yeah. you know very very unique you know when people see yeah. doing it's just like oh that's sweet yeah i'm going to see that but as far as recording it yeah there's not much of
0: recordings um, i guess it's almost like it would be really fun to have a recording of the time that i was there but not the time that bob was there because that doesn't mean anything to me you know
1: yeah exactly
0: and if I don't exactly. have that interaction, then I'm just hearing somebody else play somebody else's music on, on a exactly. CD. Yeah.
1: Because it's all about the interaction. Yeah. is the big thing. Um, I've, I did a recording years ago for like a little demo tape of just all these songs. Years ago. It wasn't the greatest, but it's something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you audition for something like this? You said you responded to a Facebook ad. Do you have to go to the venue and say, well, here, I can play this and I can play this? Or? Oh,
1: there's... um across the country there's howl at the moon i believe uh-huh. um and that's a big big bar but uh yeah you just facebook sites you can look up dueling piano players and probably get into it like that i mean i just got lucky and just saw it uh-huh. on facebook and like we need some players and like sweet
0: so so what's next for Double Fever? love what's next yeah
1: play as much music as possible
0: <laughs> probably yeah. Get out of the antler business, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I'll still keep that. I love, I love doing that. I want I want I want to. I, I love playing music, but yeah. I want to keep it fun in a sense. I still want to be business like, but I want to keep it fun too. So that's
0: great. Well, like I said, we'll we'll get back with you, Dalton, with the Barefoot Family Caravan either later this week or if nothing else, we'll get you on next season. Okay, that's yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. It's been a lot of fun. We've been with Dalton Lefevre and Dueling Pianos at the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, And the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our Best of Shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.